Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates and today's show is going to give you 13 ways to cultivate your chi. I get emails all the time from people asking me what the heck that means and hey, how the hell do I do it? <laughs> so this show was put together for you. Some quick housekeeping, how to remove negative energy from your home is open for enrollment until Monday. If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, you can find more information on our website. It's on the front page. And then after that, it'll be under online courses. And FYI, you can purchase the course after enrollment ends, but the price goes up. Before they launch, I always offer them at 50% off. So there's a little secret for you. Also, if you like the show, be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review or subscribe. The more reviews that we get, it's easier for people to find us. And in my opinion, this information is far more important than serial killers, sports tactics, or political rants, or whatever the hell else is on podcasts right now. All right, let's get the show started. Today is a special bonus show that I have put together mainly for moms. However, with that said, this information that I'm sharing today is for everyone. How's that for confusing? <laughs> Maybe I should back up and say that what I've been wanting to do is put this show together for a while because I was inspired by moms. I realized that many of the clients that we work with are moms. And of course, you know, many of you know Deborah here in the office and she's a mom. And there's a lot that goes on in the summer, right? The school year is super hectic. Whether you have kids or not, we are all affected. Like traffic gets insane. Um, seasonal stuff is insane. You know, if you try to go out to dinner and it's prom, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. And so when school starts, the fall energy ramps up. There's Labor Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving. Then you have Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Whatever it is that you celebrate, it's a really busy time of year. And before you know it, it's New Year's. And simultaneously, moms are dealing with sports like ballet, piano, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, all that stuff. Then there's also the exams and various tests. And in the midst of that, we can't forget about the quintessential event of prom. So kids these days are like managing two full-time jobs, right? And honestly, the kids could use a break, I think. I mean, if I think back to how things were back when I was a kid, I think we had, like, we were on easy street. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was this difficult. But I think that we pushed them so hard today and never have we moved at such a rapid pace. 
I myself played sports, but rarely did I have homework and extracurriculars other than like basic sports. We didn't have any of that. When summer finally arrives, it feels like a reprieve, right? It's like, oh, thank God, summer is finally here. But then just like the school year, moms have to figure out how to keep the child engaged, entertained, keep them busy. It's easier if kids are older, but what if you've got young kids? Now it's up to you to find events like camp and, you know, keep them busy, keep them in uh, extracurricular things. And if you're a working mom, it can make it even harder. And I don't remember what the heck my mom did with me when I was younger. I know when I was older, you know, we would just basically waste the summer away. We would go and we had a river that we lived near. So we used to go down to the river every day and we would hang out, we would eat fast food, watch MTV. I mean, that was literally my summers. They were pretty kickback. I think a lot of the kids today have uh, a lot of extracurricular stuff that they're supposed to be doing. And let's not forget, we have cell phones now with all this social media and all this other stuff that keeps these kids more connected than ever. And the biggest challenge I see and I hear again and again for moms is that everything is on them. There is no organizational boot camp that is better to train you than motherhood. <laughs> Just the other day, I was at Whole Foods and I saw this mom with four boys. I I'm guessing they were under the age of seven. They, I mean, I don't know because I don't have kids, but I mean, I would say that the oldest was maybe seven and she had one on the way. I was exhausted just looking at her. I mean, imagine the schedules that that gal has to keep and manage to keep that train moving forward <laughs> in an organized and positive way. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. You know, Deborah here in the office makes fun of me all the time that, you know, I live such a charmed life because <laughs> because I do energy work and I'm out in the woods and I meditate all day and like my biggest concern at the moment is that I had you know I paid 50 bucks to go get my car washed a couple days ago and I did a workshop here in Nashville and the day that I did the workshop it rained and so I'm upset that my car got dirty <laughs> so like you know talk about the human condition and me living in my little petri dish of perfection uh, but moms really take the brunt of it all, right? Like it's all up to them. And they're the nurturers and caretakers, no matter how hard we try to involve dads. And even if the dads are involved and want to help, we still look to mom, right? We look to mom for all of the answers. I, I think I mentioned this on a podcast either last week or a couple weeks ago where I, my girlfriend sent me this fantastic meme where uh, it was, you know, mom, where's this mom? Can I wear that mom? Can you fix this mom? Can you make this? And you know, the only question that dad got was where's mom <laughs> and hell, I'm in my forties and I still expect my mama to have all the answers and take care of me. And when I'm with my mom, it's as if I'm 11 years old again, and she is there to help me get my shit together. And I swear that woman knows things like 
how to get laundry clean and how to get spots out of a water glass, how to change oil. She is literally Miss Fix-It. And I think what is so awesome about moms is that they are always, always prepared for war. <laughs> this is no joke. My mom always has a toothbrush, water, a bathing suit, screwdriver, knife, snacks, chapstick, lotion, gum, sunglasses, eyeglasses. I mean, everything in between with her at all times. And that's just her purse. In her car, she has a large plastic tub full of emergency supplies. I'm not kidding. She's got water in there, blankets, a first aid kit, food, drugs, a toolbox, flashlight, and more. Now, she is a registered nurse, and she's been working the ER for years, so she's kind of trained for trauma. But I'm telling you what, that woman is ready for anything you throw at her. And if she doesn't have the exact tool or thing that you need... She's so damn clever, she will MacGyver the heck out of a toothbrush, toothpick, and a screwdriver and make you any tool you need. <laughs> because that is what moms do. But when moms are so busy taking care of everyone else, how do you make sure that they're taken care of, right? We're always so self-absorbed and worried about ourselves and we just assume that mom's always going to be there. That is what I'm going to share in this show. I want to give you 13 tips today to help you cultivate your chi. And again, these are universal tips for anyone listening today. Even if you're not a mom, you can still do these things. But if you are a mom, these are absolutely essential to your health and well-being. And it is because of you, because of all of the hard work that you do and all that you give to us kids that I was inspired to put this show together and help you survive summer. You got to operate from a full cup. You got to be able to give 100%. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if your cup is full. And while many of these tips may seem like common sense, I think it's important to say that we often push them aside. So I think that it's really important to pay attention to these tips. And I will say I've been given several of these tips in meditation again and again and again. And I think it's because we are at like critical mass. If we are to continue our ascent and raise the collective consciousness and raise our vibration, I think these are the things that we've got to get done. These are the things that we have to do and stop focusing so much on our analytical to-do list. We get so caught up in the mundane. We get so caught up in all the things that we have to do, but they're not really the things that matter. At the end of the day, the things that matter most are our connection with others, the love and connection that we have with our friends and family, and sharing that amongst ourselves, right? It all comes down to love and connection. So if you're listening to this today, I want to make sure that you understand that I always say on the show, cultivate your chi, cultivate your chi. Well, these are 13 fantastic tips that you can do to cultivate your chi. And I don't want you to overcomplicate them. That's our human condition right there, right? So I know that because I keep hearing these things in meditation, that it is more imperative than ever before that we do these things. 
Okay, so number one, I know I'm going to get like a lot of pushback on this, but I will say that this has been coming up a lot in meditation. And this is not because I am one too, but number one, you need to start cutting out meat. I know a lot of people love to eat beef and uh, especially red meat. That's that's the big one. But chicken too. Um, I know a lot of people love to eat their meat. But as we are starting to raise our vibration, the meat is actually pretty dense and it actually holds our vibration down. And the thing is, is that the product of meat is actually not as clean as far as a food source goes because of all the things that are being done to it. And I also want to share just a note. I actually, uh, through my training, I received this. This is a message that uh, Professor Lynn gave to students many years ago about eating a vegetarian diet. And I, at this point, was already vegetarian. I became one in 2011 instinctively I just one day decided you know what I really don't want to harm animals anymore and I really don't want to eat him and I didn't really know where that message came from or why um, but I'm starting to realize that as more and more people are starting to raise their vibration they too instinctively are starting to uh, pull back or completely eliminate meat from their diet and although professor did not fully do a vegetarian diet he did sometimes still eat meat this was his thoughts and this is how he was trained in tibet around meat he is not against people who eat meat however he knew that this could be difficult to maintain in the modern world because meat is everywhere and it's become so uh, commonplace but he understood that animals suffer when they are killed or slaughtered they die with resentment. They have grievances and the trauma is stored in the blood and meat of the animal. Inevitably, as we eat the meat, we inherit the sadness and resentment. According to our tradition, it is more likely that meat and fish eaters could possibly encounter negative karma because of this event. So vegetarians are less likely to have it. Vegetarians may be more clear, lighter, and more able to explore and experience the spiritual realms because meat is dense. Channeling may be more easily accomplished and becoming more intuitive may come easier. So, Professor was asked, how do we get rid of the ingested sadness? And his answer is, it is important to have a vegetarian diet of the heart, be grateful, and be kind to sentient beings. All sentient beings. So I know that's not a popular one. I know a lot of people love their meat and I'm not saying that you have to become vegetarian. I would encourage you to read my book, Easy Everyday Habits to Be More Eco-Friendly. I've got some really interesting facts in there about the beef industry um, and meat industries and just the soil erosion that goes around it and also what they have to do to the meat as far as the chemicals and antibiotics and things like that. And even if you're eating organic beef and organic chicken and things like that, there's still soil erosion. They're still consuming a lot of water. They're still consuming a lot of grains and things like that. And those create a carbon footprint. So even if you could go maybe uh, meatless one or two days a week, that matters. That makes a big difference. And I would be uh, curious to see how you feel. You know, I've, I've had a lot of friends that will cut back maybe three to four days a week um, on consumption of meat and they actually do feel better. So I would just experiment with it and see what you think. 
Number two, I would minimize or eliminate TV. I know that this is another sore spot for a lot of people, but there's so much negativity on television, especially the news. Um, a lot of movies nowadays are thrillers and they're scary and it's like the apocalypse. And so they're all fear-based. And so what you have to realize is that when we're dealing with the quantum field of energy, when we're talking about your chi, if you watch something, whether it's on television, whether it's news, or whether it's even a movie that isn't real, if you have an emotional response, that's chi. Your body does not know the difference between real or fake. And if it is news and it is really happening, you're creating an emotional response to that, which creates a ripple. It's basically putting a ripple into the quantum field. So if you're seeing that and experiencing that on a daily basis, you know, I, I haven't had uh, TV in almost five years, but I remember when tragic events would happen, like the tsunami, I cried and cried and cried for days because as an empath, I was feeling all of the emotions of the grief and the trauma. And so that is exactly what I'm talking about. When you see these things and you feel them, you are literally experiencing that emotion and you're picking that up in your chi. So if you're doing that again and again every day, that's going to hold you back. You're not going to feel well. It's going to dilapidate your chi. It could lead to illness, you know, and you may be an empath, which means that you feel things and you think that they're yours and they might be somebody else's. So that's stuff that you can pick up from TV. So you just have to be very mindful. If you're watching television, keep it lighthearted. Watch funny shows, do things and watch shows that really like modern family right like that's such a great one there's a lot of things that you can relate to it uplifts your spirits and if you're laughing and having a good time that's going to fluff your chi and that's where you want to be if you can't stay there and you're addicted to the news I would say give yourself a 30-day sabbatical and then decide after that 30 days if you're really missing it or if you feel better number three use the internet to serve you not destroy you. This is just like the news. Oh my God, the internet can be so bad. And this goes with social media too. You know, it's that whole thing of the fear of missing out and I don't have what they have and I'm not as rich as they are. Or I don't have those shoes or that handbag or you know, whatever the nonsense is. It can be very easy to get sucked into the trap. And, you know, now with these clickbait uh, journalism with the titles that they're coming up with. It's like you click on a, a title because it says something that grabs your attention. And the journalist maybe had three or four hours to put this article together. And before you know it, you're going down a rabbit hole for the next 15 minutes on a website, just reading trash, reading things that affect you, that don't make you feel good, maybe make you feel sad, maybe make you feel like, you know, uh, undeserving or unworthy or shame or whatever the emotion is. The thing is, is that that's not right. You are an omniscient being. You are so powerful and amazing and beautiful. And you need to have things in your life that remind you that so that you're not feeling like you're less than. And I think a lot of the stuff that's out there right now is doing just that, right? It's making us feel less than and you're not. 
You are amazing and you need to remember that. Number four, do only things that make you feel good and are encouraging. You know, if you're still saying yes to shit that makes you feel bad or shit that you don't want to do, stop. It's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it. If you feel dilapidated or you feel burnt out or you're saying to yourself, oh my God, I'm so sick and tired of doing this one thing. I'm so sick and tired of doing this. Stop. It's not worth it. And that really affects your chi. It can actually put holes in your chi and it can collapse. And so when you get in that state, that's where you can really easily fall into those below the cross emotions. And if you start to stack the cards against you where, you know, you're not eating very well, maybe you're eating a lot of meat, a lot of processed foods, you're watching really trashy television, maybe you're watching a lot of or reading a lot of stuff on the internet. Can you see how this would start to really affect you? how this could really put you in a negative loop and it could be hard to get out of, right? So that's why it's really important for you to just pay attention to the things that you're surrounding yourself with and making sure that they're empowering and also encouraging. Number five, you already know this one. I mean, good Lord, I say this all the time. Get out in nature. If you can get out into nature, it just helps you connect to your true self it helps you connect to the divine. It helps you connect to source, whatever that looks like for you. It's the universal truth. When you can get out into nature and forest bathe and, you know, get weird in the stream and touch trees and say hello to flowers, that is an amazing thing. And that really fluffs and boosts your chi. And <laughs> get weird. The other day I was walking and I was talking to Amy Ray. She and I were texting and, and we were talking about how funny we are now. As, as we've gotten older, we're, we're just giving a shit less and less. And I stopped. I was in a park and I stopped and I was, you know, talking to some flowers and just telling them how beautiful they were and how much I appreciated their beauty. And thank you for gracing us with, you know, their presence and this couple walked by and they like made a real wide circle around me just in case they didn't want to get too close because I don't know, maybe I was going to bite or maybe they were going to catch something. I don't know. <laughs> I thought, isn't that funny that me stopping to say hello to a flower is considered weird? Good Lord, people start waking up. It's all consciousness. That flower is just as much me as I am the tree. And every, I mean, we're all connected. So start paying attention, get out into nature and, and just start connecting to your true self. Because I think that fluffing your chi, I talked about this in the health show, um, you know, just getting out in the sunshine, getting out in nature. I mean, man, it just makes you feel so good because you're getting the energy of the sun. You're getting the energy of the plants. You could just spend 15 minutes outside and it will totally recharge you. Number six, just eliminate negativity. This really goes back to, you know, number four, just doing things that really make you feel good and encourage you. But holy crap, it's just not worth it. You know, I mean, <laughs> just not care. Get rid of the people that don't serve you, who are not kind. Get rid of the toxic foods. Get rid of the toxic events. Uh, you know, get rid of the toxic reading. If you're going down those rabbit holes of reading articles that are just negative and fear-based, get rid of it. Again, 
if this is something that you're really addicted to and you do a lot and you're thinking, oh my God, Amanda, you're telling, <laughs> you're telling me to get rid of all the things that I love. Well, you have to ask yourself, why do you think you love them? And all of these things that are out there, you know, they're uh, done in a way to make it addicting. They actually have uh, social engineers. Uh, all these social media platforms have attention engineers. It's the same people that they hire for casinos. And these attention engineers are basically building these sites to keep you on them and keep you addicted to them. So all the crap where you can like something, do an emoji on something, where you can get feedback from something, that makes you feel worthy. That makes you feel like you have friends. And so that's what makes it really addicting. But is it really serving you? If it is, if it's a very positive experience and the people in there are uplifting and they're encouraging you, then yes, do it. But anything that is negative, if you get around a person, even if they're family, and they just do not make you feel well and they say negative things and they are judgmental and below the cross, just keep it at a minimum. It's not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. And again, go back to that 30-day trial. So just do these things for 30 days and just see how you feel. Just experiment with it. This is kind of like I had Alex Stewart on the show and she was talking about putting all the things in your home that have all these chemicals and, and crap in them and she calls it the box experiment where she has you put those things in a box and you put them in the garage and you wait like three or four weeks to see if you really need them but most importantly see how you feel this is exactly the same thing we're just going to have you experiment to see how you feel and see if you can add more spiritual matter into your life that's more positive, that really uplifts you and, and encourages your chi to be fluffy and happy, you know, who knew that we could do that? Yeah, we have a choice, <laughs> right? Uh, let's see, number seven. This is a really, really important one. Um, this is one that I actually got in meditation. So this is not mine. This is spirits. Uh, but get near moving water. Uh, moving water is really important and, and it's interesting because we use this as an adjustment in feng shui by utilizing fountains which is moving water but you want to get near moving water because moving water has energetic chi that fuels you it fuels your spirit and it cleanses the spirit think about uh, when you go somewhere that has a dam right? They're damming up that water so that when they open up the dam, what does it do? It's creating energy because of the moving water. So when you get near a river, a stream, the ocean, a fountain, anything that has moving water, it's going to produce an energetic chi to it. And if you are around that, you're going to benefit, you're going to absorb that energetic chi. And so if you're really dilapidated, or you don't feel well, get near moving water and take advantage of that chi. It's going to benefit you and make you feel awesome. And anyways, when you're around water, I mean, who could disagree with that? I love being around water. Definitely makes me feel better. And water also, uh, for a lot of people is a conduit. So if you get near water, it's I hear this a lot from clients and things. And it happens to me too. But like you go to the bathroom or you take a shower. How many times are you in the shower and you suddenly get an aha or oh, this is what I could do. 
It's because water is a conduit. And I guess you could look at water in the shower. I mean, it's moving. So maybe we're benefiting there too. I'll have to, and the next time I'm in meditation, I'm going to have to ask that question. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I like that idea. Let's see. Number eight, get out, get out of your house and meet up with positive people. You know, any way that you can get out and uh, meet up with other like-minded individuals who are positive and encouraging and, you know, treat everything with compassion and kindness, that's going to encourage you and uplift you. And I think that one of the worst things about our society is that you know when we go to church or we go to networking groups or things like that there's always people there that are just judgmental and you know uh try to control through guilt or fear or shame or you know there could be this sense of unworthiness or undeservingness they have what i don't have or they're more popular than i am and it's all that nonsense that really does not exist it's an illusion but it doesn't make it any less than how, you know, we may feel when we experience it. It doesn't take away from the fact that we do experience those emotions. So anything that you can do to eliminate that, like getting around positive, encouraging, happy people that are really going to uplift you and encourage you to do other positive things in your life. And when you start to feel good, then you're going to start getting addicted to the right things, right? That makes sense. Number nine. I think this is a great one. I know a lot of people struggle with it, but meditate. And you don't necessarily just have to sit in a corner or have a room and just sit there with your eyes shut. You know, I, I think that the biggest complaint that I get from people is that, you know, they're fidgety. They can't sit still. It's too hard. Part of that is because of our frenetic world right? I mean, we're moving at this insurmountable pace. We're going at like light speed now and everything is just moving, moving, moving. And it has been proven that time has actually sped up a little bit. Scientists have actually proven this. But I think even if you can sit quietly in your home, if you can maybe sit on the couch and read a magazine or maybe read a book just without the chaos and noise, I think that this could be really beneficial. And I know what you may be saying, but Amanda, I'm a mom. I have four boys. I can't possibly sit still and get into uh, a quiet space because my house is noisy. Well, stay tuned because number 13 is for you. Let's see. Number 10. Oh, this is a good one. Number 10. This is another one that I, I get quite a bit in meditation. Drink alkaline water. Um, I'm actually going to include a fantastic recipe in the show notes, which you can find at gatesinteriordesign.com of how you can make your own alkaline water at home. But they also sell alkaline water at grocery stores like Whole Foods and uh, Publix and things like that. There's a really good one called Essentia, I think is how you pronounce it. But alkaline water is, if you look at the, the scale, it's closer to like seven to nine. It doesn't have as much acid in it. So it's easier on our system and it's fantastic for your energy system. So I would encourage all of you to um, experiment with it, right? Try that for 30 days and see how that makes you feel. Number 11, another favorite of mine is yoga. 
I started doing yoga 10 years ago. This was another instinctual thing. I had never done it before. I had always worked out, lifted weights, and I was a runner. And one day I just thought, you know what? I just don't want to do this anymore. And I don't know why I felt like this. I don't know why it came to me, but I looked online for alternative ways to work out. And, you know, spirit, I, I trust it always guides me. The first thing that came up was Bikram yoga. I don't know what the heck this was. That's hot yoga, by the way, if you guys don't know. So I was a lot younger back then. And so I, I did it. I actually did hot yoga for many years. I, I don't do it anymore. Um, but it was fantastic because the thing that is so beneficial about yoga is not the actual exercise. It's the breath work. What it does is, you know, throughout our day, we are so hectic, we're so busy, we're going through, you know, a gazillion to do things on our off of our list. And what yoga does is it forces you to get out of those shallow sips of air. You really don't realize how throughout the day, most of you are, you know, barely breathing. And if it's a really hectic, crazy, maybe a bad day, you may be holding your breath quite a lot throughout that day. So what yoga does is based on the movements. So for example, as you rise, you inhale. As you descend, you exhale. So it's very slow and very rhythmic. And as you're moving through the poses, you're inhaling and you're exhaling. And the instructor is instructing you on what to do. And so it's very, this could actually be quite meditative. We were just talking about this with number nine, but you can really get into a space where you can close your eyes and, you know, you can do your inhales and your exhales and your inhales and your exhales. And then you're also including with that movement. So your muscles and your body are getting oxygenated. Your brain is getting oxygenated. And because you're listening to the instructor and trying not to fall over, <laughs> you're focusing. So you leave class and you just feel awesome. So again, if you're a mom and you're saying, oh my God, Amanda, I've got three kids. I can't possibly get away for a yoga class. I would do everything you possibly can to make sure that you give yourself some time each week to do the things that you need to do to take care of you. Again, we got to get you operating from a full tank. All right, number 12. Oh, this is another good one. This ties in with getting out in nature from number five, uh, sunshine. This is a great one. I've mentioned this before on the show. A lot of the meditations and the ceremonies that I do in my practice involve sunshine. The sun is so powerful in the chi that it provides us. So if you can get out, I know, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, but the sun is so bad. And, you know, again, that's fear-based. We're, we're so worried that the sun's going to give us cancer. But if you're outside for maybe five minutes, just get a little bit of sunshine on your skin, that will immediately infuse your chi. Immediately. It'll feel so good. And it's great to get the vitamin D too. We've been so conditioned to think that the sun is bad. So we immediately slather ourselves up in sunscreen. And then we're not getting the vitamin D that we need. 
But just getting out and getting a little bit of sunshine, it immediately boosts our chi. And it's been scientifically proven that the sun, you know, you've heard of, I'm sure most of you have heard of these things called solar storms. Well, the sun emits a very strong chi. And certain times it's stronger than other times. And so that can be highly beneficial to us. So take advantage of that. I mean, how kick-ass is that? You can just step outside and it's free, which is awesome. All right. So I told y'all that if you're a mom, you needed to pay attention to number 13. So this one is key. I talked to a lot of moms that are clients of ours and that we've worked with, and I wanted to know what it was that they were able to do whether they had one kid or five, that really made a difference for them to help them cultivate their chi and just feel sane. (laughs) I think that moms can get really crazy because everybody is coming after them. And so the hardest thing for moms is just to get peace and quiet and get that alone time. So these were the four things that we got in response, the top four that we got from all the moms that we surveyed. And so I'm calling number 13, self-care for self-love. Number one, just being able to go out alone and get a cup of coffee by yourself. Nobody's with you by yourself. Just a nice little cup of coffee. I don't care if you go to Denny's or Starbucks or whatever your it place is, just go get a cup of joe. Number two, connect with your bestest girlfriends. You know the ones I'm talking about. Y'all get together and you think that you're going to like, you know, do a quick little 30 minute catch up and two hours later, you're laughing it up and you're talking about stories and you cannot believe that two hours just went by. I'm talking about those kinds of friends. Number three, taking 30 minutes to go get a pedicure, just to have someone else wait on you and take care of you and rub your tired feet. Moms have a lot of pressure and a lot of weight on them. And I can imagine that just being able to get a pedicure and have somebody else wait on you and rub your feet. Good Lord. (laughs) I love getting pedicures. So I think that that is a wonderful treat that all moms should try to do uh, at least once a month. I think that's key. And number four, this was the uh, fourth top thing that we got was to get out and take a class of some sort. I would think that yoga would be a great thing to uh, put under this category. But I think any kind of a workshop or a class or something that really benefits you, excites you, something that you're interested in, whether it's a hobby or maybe it's just something you want to learn. I don't care if it's a painting class, a pottery class, maybe it's a history class, uh, a movie class, you know, whatever it is, whatever lights your ass on fire and makes you feel really good. Try to find a, a local workshop where you can do something like that and then also connect with other people and have adult conversations. I think that's the other thing is especially if your kids are young, you know, you're around your kids all day and it's hard to have adult conversations with other people. So taking a class, doing a workshop, maybe getting to a yoga class could be highly beneficial to really fill your cup up to 100%. Pretty great, right? Now here's the thing. 
It's not just your imagination. Time has sped up. I said this a minute ago. Scientists have proven this. We are intuitively starting to change our habits. And as we clean up and raise our vibrations, which is the goal right now, you may find that your diet is already changing automatically. I've noticed that a lot of people are starting to, you know, uh, juice and just want smoothies and they're not wanting to eat as much and they're not wanting to eat a lot of heavy foods. You know, a lot of people are being a lot more attracted to just like salads and fruits and veggies and, you know, it's just because that's what they're craving. And things that were uh, really attractive to you, things that you really like to do, they may not be that great anymore. You may not feel like they're enjoyable and that those things that once brought you joy, they may feel empty and that is okay. This is not by mistake. This is actually by design. We are softly being guided to eliminate what no longer serves us and feel that we are all one. It's time that we are elevating. It's time to be in this new way of being, a new way to live. This is literally called the new earth. There are many, many uh, scientists and healers and intuitives and mystics and sages that have been talking about this very time for a long time. The time is now to really start taking the time and effort to take care of ourselves, raise our vibration, and try to slow down to the best of our ability. For some, I know, I know that this is going to be hard. And for others, I know that this is going to make sense. You're probably already doing a lot of these things without even realizing why you're doing them or that it's for a purpose. And I know that even though, you know, some of you may think that I've lost my marbles, <laughs> it's totally okay. I'm okay with that. We are all where we are supposed to be as exactly as it should be. So it's just my job as a spiritual thought leader to use this platform, to use this podcast to not only help raise consciousness, but to teach you a better way of being. I really want to do everything that I possibly can to help every one of you that listens to the show to just feel better, you know, to teach you how you can cultivate your chi because when you feel better, it's going to be a lot easier for you to manipulate your environment and, you know, change how you feel from the inside out and do with it what you will because I guarantee it, if you start to add more positive things in your life, you are absolutely going to benefit and you're absolutely going to feel it. The days of striving to the biggest Instagram star or, I don't know, be a sports prodigy or the richest trust fund kit, I don't care. You know, those days are over. We are all in this together and it is our duty to help each other, to help every one of our brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, friends and neighbors. It's our duty to help each and every one of us to get on their own path but do it with compassion, kindness, and love. What an incredible way of being. Am I right? All right, let's all agree to do it, okay? <laughs> I think if we all come together, we can do it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. My name is Amanda Gates. If you like the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It was actually brought to my attention a couple of weeks ago by my accountant that the Gates team spends on average about 30 hours a week 
to provide you guys with free information between this podcast and also our YouTube channel. And I wanted to mention this because what most people don't know is that everything is done in-house. We don't outsource anything. We do all the research, we find all the guests, we get them scheduled, we read their books, we learn about them, produce the shows, we edit the shows, package them, and do all that so that we can put it out for you guys so that we can help you enhance your own life. So if you do benefit from this show, or if you benefit from the YouTube channel, please support us in every way that you can. Help us get our numbers to grow so that more people can find us and more people can find out about us. Uh, Don't forget the how to remove negative energy from your home is open for enrollment until Monday. You can sign up after Monday, but uh, if you purchase it before it goes live, you get 50% off. So that's a little secret. When I put these courses out, you're able to get them at half off. After they launch, they go up to their regular price. So if that's something that you're interested in, be sure to lock that in before Monday. Um, And you can just go over to the website after that and under online courses, you can find it there. And FYI, just be mindful of what's going on in the stars. We're approaching a Mercury retrograde in two weeks and it's eclipse season. So take everything that you've learned in this show today to heart. You may be feeling emotional. You may be fatigued, foggy headed. You may experience insomnia. So be sure to honor your body and what it's telling you and how you're feeling. I've actually got Tisha Morris and Rachel Lang coming back on the show in two weeks to help you prepare for this blockbuster month of July. So it's another reason why I wanted to do this show today of 13 ways to cultivate your chi because it matters. You know, you need to know how to navigate the waters. We can get really caught up in the frenetic energy of busy and then we wear our chi down. So I'll have them back on the show so that you can uh, just get a better understanding of what we should be doing in July. Uh, If you want more info about a floor plan reading or any of our online courses or anything like that, you can head on over to the website. And FYI, we are transitioning the name to interiorvibes.com. We just added a new service called Fast Feng Shui. So if you're interested in working with me and you can't do our luminary program, uh, which is a five month program, if you don't have the time or the money to do that, you can now sign up for Fast Feng Shui. So just go on over to the website to learn more. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.